It's great to see all of you here this evening as we you know, kind of begin this, um, these nights of adoration for vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life during this whole um, Eucharistic uh, revival. As we all know, the Eucharist is the very heart of the church. It's fundamental for us as Christians to understand well the value and meaning of the Holy Mass, to live more fully our relationship with God. And we can easily say that the Holy Eucharist is a person, Jesus himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity. That person, Jesus, we come to adore in this time of adoration this evening to humble ourselves and adore the living presence of Jesus Christ. The more Catholics come to realize and believe this reality, this renewed and or deeper faith will build up the body of Christ, the church, across this diocese. This is why I believe this Eucharistic revival is so important for our diocese and the life of the church. It's designed to impact every level of the church from home, right? The home is a domestic church, lest we forget, and the parish to the national arena. And hopefully as we experience these times of Eucharistic adoration, each of us will come to know the person of Jesus more intimately in our lives. Think about this. If we look at the past 2,000 years in our history, we cannot forget the number of Christians who have been put to death defending the Eucharist. Even so today in some countries, people risk their life to participate in Sunday Mass. Imagine that. Imagine that. Just to give you one example, back in the year 304, it's a long time ago, right? During the persecutions of Diocletian, a group of Christians in North Africa were caught celebrating mass in a house and they were arrested. And the Roman proconsul in his inter interrogation asked them why they had done it, knowing that it was entirely forbidden. Their answer, without Sunday, we cannot live. Which meant if we cannot celebrate the Eucharist, we cannot live. Our whole Christian life would die. Those Christians of North Africa were killed because they celebrated the Eucharist. And in doing so, they revealed that earthly life can be renounced for the Eucharist because it gives us eternal life, making us participants in Christ's victory over sin and death. So indeed, Jesus said to his disciples, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have life in you. And whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. We gather this evening for Eucharistic adoration. And Eucharistic adoration is an extension of what we celebrate at the Mass. And like Mass, adoration is not about what we get out of it, 
Sure, the graces dispensed by God helps us to grow in holiness, but the primary purpose of adoration is right there in the name of the act, to adore, to adore the one present to us in this Eucharist. Those who come before Jesus in adoration will ab obtain abundant measures of grace. This wisdom is affirmed by all the saints and anyone who has spent time in Eucharistic adoration themselves. Perhaps many of you could share to others the graces that you have received from adoring Christ in adoration. But the centrality of the Eucharist also has a direct causal relationship to vocations to the priesthood. You know, Pope St. John Paul II, he points out, I quote, he says, the centrality of the Eucharist is the life and ministry of priests. In the life and ministry of priests is the basis of its centra centra centrality in the pastoral promotion of priestly vocations. It is in the Eucharist that prayer for vocations is most closely united to the prayer of Christ, the eternal high priest. And at the same time, the diligence of priests in carrying out their Eucharistic ministry, together with conscious, active, and fruitful participation of the faithful in the Eucharist, provides young men with a powerful example and incentive for responding generously to God's calm. Often it is the example of a priest's fervent pastoral charity which the Lord uses to sow and bring to fruition in a young man's heart the seed of a priestly calling. That's from Eucharist, Ecclesia de Eucharistia. So this is precisely why I'll be traveling across the diocese for holy hours for vocations during these next three years of the Eucharistic revival. And it may go beyond that. And you are all invited to travel with me if you so desire. But it's both to foster a devotion to Eucharistic adoration among our people as well as praying for the vocations um, to this diocese. You and I all know that vocations just don't come falling out of the sky, do they? But they are the result of parents and families supporting and encouraging their children to consider such a vocation or their grandchildren. They come from faith-filled families who not only help their children in their relationship with Jesus, but teach their children what vocations are really about. Not just vocations to the priesthood and religious life, but the vocation of marriage and the single life as well. I know as I look out over here at all of you, we all have a desire for more priests, right? Every parish community wants their own priest, right? I wish I had a magic wand to make vocations suddenly appear. But a magic wand is not a solution. They come about through diligent prayer, through diligent fasting, and through our sacrifices offered for this intention. Not just in times like this evening, but times throughout the week and the month. This reality, the reality is that vocations have always been a challenge for the church. Jesus knew this reality during his earthly life and ministry. And so knowing this reality, Jesus has already given us a solution. When he said, 
the harvest is plenty. Think about our diocese here. The harvest is plenty, but laborers are few. So beg, 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 beg the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. So this is why we're here tonight, to beg the master, here present in the Blessed Sacrament, to open the hearts of men whom he is calling to the priesthood and the diaconate, and the hearts of women whom he is calling to consecrated life. And we pray through the intercession of St. John Vianney, patron of priests, that the Lord will provide for this diocese the priests necessary to help lead our local church into the mission of Jesus Christ.